episode 375 after the whistle presented by seneca buffalo creek casino nothing else comes close and had a good time at the casino the other day learning how to play spanish 21 nothing like a business day casino meeting eh? at uh 11 o'clock in the morning hit the tables for a little conversation <laughs> donate a little money back that's all i'll say about that i broke even I should have walked away at one point, though. I was up. I had a good amount. I had a good a little chunk of change, and I should have just walked away. Yeah. Gave it all Gave it all back. I was thinking to myself the whole time. I'm like, okay, I've got this money here. Took a little uh, little cake out of the bank, and, uh, you know, either well, the kids yeah, are going to have a few less uh, Christmas gifts this year or. <laughs> or... <laughs> I have a question, though. <laughs> It's hilarious when you're like, "Can you take the money out? I don't want my uh, I don't want my wife to know that I'm at the casino gambling right now at 10:30 uh, yeah. in the morning." Um, come on, come on! You right. know me, I, I, you know me way better than that. Got stashes yeah. all over the place. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's we're gonna get into some hockey. Never talk. put Sabres. your money in one place. Sabers lost in overtime. I thought the team played really well Saturday night. I don't know if you have any any thoughts on that, but the power play is getting abused right now. Matty Ellis, yeah, and the power play is getting absolutely abused on social. Well, why why are we seeing Matty Ellis in the power play? Why isn't it Cage Thompson in the power play or Rasmus Dahlin in the power play? Like I don't well, I, hold on. I why don't are you bringing wanna, up Matty Ellis in the power play? Because there is someone sent me a tweet yesterday of Matty Ellis's picture. Some asshole put that out there, uh, his career stats and everything about him running the power play. I said the other day that Matty Ellis shouldn't be running the power play. I own what I say, but that doesn't mean the guy deserves to be shit on. There are also five players for each power play unit that go on the ice. Yeah. And the so power I, play, the I, power I would just look at it as this. What was the power struggling. play last year? Top what in the league? Top five, top five? seven, seven, eight, nine, somewhere yeah. there? Top I think 10 they were top sure. five. Top five power play in the league. And how many changes do they have in their power play? So they still have, let me see here. They still have Rasmus Dahlin from last year. They have Cage Thompson from last year. They have Jeff Skinner from last year. They have Dylan Cousins from last year. And Alex Tuck. Now, Alex Tuck has been out the last, uh, you know, weaker, what, uh, uh, 10 days? Um, you had Cage Thompson that was out for upwards of three weeks. So now you're trying to, you're, you're trying to take a power play and, and there's been players that have played in different spots and it has not clicked because they have not had their top power play together, which have weapons in certain spots. So I, I'm just, you know, I'm thinking to myself, like, why are we even mentioning Matt Ellis? Oh, Matt Ellis shouldn't be running the power play because he's never played power play in his in uh, when he played in the NHL. Why didn't you say all this the other day? Because I don't want to sit here and argue well, about. Well, Matt. I mean, if I, I no, well, no, no, I made, you want to know why am I, I made the I opened a show. I know last you made the point. I said, I said, but why, you also why did made you... the point. You also made the point where no one was talking about Matt Ellis. And then all of a sudden you made a point saying, well, fucking Matt Ellis uh, is not doing his job. And now all of a sudden everybody out there on Twitter land is saying that th the reason why the Sabres aren't scoring is because of Matt Ellis. I have a problem with that. I have a problem with that. Like I, I sit there and I think to myself, I asked you this question this morning. Do you think the, I can well, run okay, a power but, play but in the NHL? Did you have a problem with it last Monday when I said it? I did. Then why didn't you say something then? 
is I didn't want to get into a conversation about Matt Ellis and a power play because then now all of a sudden you're bringing light. You're bringing, uh, we're going to talk about it on our podcast. And there's a lot of people that listen to us. Yeah, I know. And I don't want to talk about Matt Ellis. There are a lot of feelings hurt right now about what we said. There are people that are upset with us. I know this for a fact. I know this for, well, I don't know about you, but for me, but I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe we are like the Titanic, you know, minus the guy that jumped off. But maybe we're like the Titanic. Maybe we go down with a ship I, I don't, together. But I well, mean, I, I was. The I don't one understand said, what you're talking about. Uh, their their Saberland is, Saberhood is not happy with us. And what, and, they don't like hearing the truth? Well, I don't know. Is it? I, I don't know. Is it the truth? Because I opened and I said, Mattiella should not be running the power well, play. And 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 that and I and I said that, and then you didn't respond to it. So, I mean that this that would have been the time. I don't think Mattiella. Now it's so far removed. Anything that, to do with the power. You should play. have said that last Monday before they go. I don't need to like, say it last Monday. Now all of a sudden, because you said that and you gave your opinion, now you have a whole bunch of people that are thinking that the reason why the Sabers aren't scoring on the power play. Is because of fucking Matty Ellis. We went zero for six against the Montreal Canadiens. That could have been a game changer. Okay. Is that on Matt Ellis? Is that on Matt Ellis? Because we didn't score. The Buffalo Sabres didn't score against Montreal. That's his fault. You know why I don't talk about power play? Because I never was on the fucking power play. I don't have the right to talk about the power play. But I'll tell you what I do know. When I, I meant what I said last week, that I don't think that Matt Ellis is the guy to be running the Sabres power play. But that's not an indictment on him as a coach. It's an, it's it's the position that he's put in by default. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. It's the position he was put in by default. Do I think it falls on the players? Yeah, I think it falls on the players. But I also think the players do what the coach tells them to do or draws up. And, and how much how much drawing up of a new power play are you going to do in this league? Because well, Craig, every last single year power, power play is the same. Are they? They're, are they? They're all the same, man. It is not on him. Start the points. Well, and just so you know, if you, the you said players. Okay, well, this has been a twenty minute conversation about Matt Ellis and the power play. Well, I, uh, you know what? Then uh, because you're the one, the the very well, first I'm comment that one. you made today was. Sabres lost in, in a shootout and they went zero and six. Okay. And then the conversation butters <laughs> into uh, Craig. Hold on a second. What's wrong with that? What is wrong no, with that? Is it I because no I brought up Matt Ellis's fucking name last week? Yeah. the t- You know what, Craig? I wanted to see the team win. They beat, Bo- they go in and they beat Boston. Then they come home and they lose in a shootout. They're down two nothing to Montreal. Like, and then the power play goes 0 for 5 or 0 for 6 or whatever it was. There's some kind of a little in-between there of what it really is. And 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 I say the power play goes 0 for 5 because the power play has been a fucking issue because last year the power play was tops in the league and now it's in the bottom 3 or 4 or 5. It's a fucking issue. And the team is looking on the outside of the playoffs and the team had higher expectations. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I drew attention to the power play last week. No, I'm sorry that I, I agree bro- with I'm everything. I'm sorry that, that you I say. brought up. I'm sorry that I brought up the power play coach's name. 
probably severed a friendship in the process. But you know what? This isn't an easy job either. And when you're a coach in the NHL, you better have thick fucking skin and don't just shut off the people that are, are saying things about you. Because the fact of the matter is, is that you put yourself in a position to be scrutinized and criticized when you accepted the role. So you're goddamn right. When the power play is over over a million, I want the coach's name and I want some explanations. Where's his help? How about that? Does he have any help? Does Don Granado help him? Love to know what Don Granado's thoughts on the power play are. You know what? You know that when I said what I said last week about Matt Ellis should not be running the power play, it wasn't. It wasn't that I didn't think he was capable. It's that I simply don't believe that that is the best role for him on a team. If they cleaned house right now, I would expect, like, let's just say they cleaned house with coaching staff. Mm -hmm. I would expect and and absolutely be certain that Matt Ellis would stay on in some capacity because he's a very good development guy. I believe that. I've known him for years. I know his passion. I know his development tactics. I think he's got a great thing going in that capacity. This is just not his realm. It's not his fault. Yeah. I almost I, said it more I, as like I can agree with that. I, I almost I said it more as like a like a fucking save the guy. That's what I so I didn't realize that when I said that people were going to run and think that like this is this is the 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 key issue and the key's the problem. Like there's there's more to it. It was it it came across as a harsh criticism, but mm-hmm. the reality of it was it was more like why are you putting him in that fucking position to be running the power play? And then I even followed it up with Penalty kill, that's one thing. He is a guy that I think could absolutely run a great penalty kill. But my biggest problem here, Craig, yeah, my biggest problem here is is the biggest unknown. Is you let a guy go that probably could have run it all. You let Mike Pekka go. I don't know what he's like as a coach, okay? I don't yeah. know what he's like as a coach. But you don't think Mike Pekka in some capacity could be assisting with Matt Ellis if Matt Ellis were still handling the power play, if Pekka were here? Or thousand percent. Right? Like Mike and was, and Mike you don't Pekka think that he would have a play. voice? Do I think Mike Pekka here? <laughs> Do I think it was a, a colossal friggin' failure to not bring in Mike Pekka? It is mind-blowing to me still that he is not standing on the bench. He could have helped the power play. Yes. It definitely needs to be better in order for this team to have more success and climb up the standings. You know when you're out in the ice and you take a big check? And the next day you feel all sore and you don't feel well. But when you're injured in a car crash, don't let the insurance company skate off without paying what you deserve. Call Salino at 800-555-5555. Looking for something to do New Year's Eve? Seneca Resort and Casinos is the place for an unforgettable New Year's Eve experience. Partying on the casino floors and enjoying incredible food and drink specials, hot slots and table games, DJs, live music, and an epic final countdown to midnight. Dining specials at all restaurants at all properties. For more details, go to SenecaCasinos.com. We'll see you New Year's Eve. That was my first game that I saw live in a long time. And it's, it's what a different Amazing. sport. It's so much different to watch live. Um, Amazing. I'd still Amazing. rather watch at home, to be honest with you, because you can rewind stuff. You know what I mean? Like you're, there's a lot of times where you might miss something out of the corner of your eye because you're following the puck, or, but yeah. I what's the one thing though. that you? What's the one thing that you you've realized in the last 
10 years since we were playing? Oh, that's a loaded question. One thing I've noticed since I was playing with the Sabres is that when certain teams have a massive following, okay, Toronto Maple Leafs, the Montreal Canadiens, teams like that have massive followings. And when we were playing, and when I was playing in, in 2010-11 with uh, the Buffalo Sabres, um, there were not, and I repeat, not the same amount of Montreal fans in the stands because there were so many Buffalo fans. And Buffalo's fans did not want to sell their tickets. They wanted to watch our team play. I really do believe that it 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 was a lot louder, a lot more rambunctious in the stands when we played. And at times it was it was exciting and loud, and at other times there was no there's no chance. There's no like I mean the music I think needs to be better. You need to be pumping these fans up with sick tunes all oh, game long. Don't don't start with uh, they opened like I said they opened with Machine Head and that was incredible, but that was more more um jersey related. So that's more from back in You think I'm 96. right though? Like I think you're absolutely right. The atmosphere the atmosphere the in the building The music that's being played oh, is it's... going to directly affect the fans that are sitting in the stands. The music in the rink is terrible. I agree with that too. But I've thought that for years. The hit on Robinson. Uh we haven't touched much oh, on Can this. I can I name one one more thing? Yeah. This could be one of this could be a really big pet peeve. This is something that I did not know that my oldest son had to tell me about it. I didn't know this. So Jeff Skinner buries a goal. Beauty. Absolute beauty, you know, and celebrates. And then as 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 we're sitting there, I'm watching the ice and I'm looking down and the boys on the bench are going nuts and Jeff Skinner's come. And then all of a sudden this song comes on. And I'm like, I look at my son. I'm like, what the frig is this, man? This is whoever is playing this needs to be fired. Jeff Skinner just scored a massive goal. Okay. We want like just to get the freaking crowd going just, and we've got this musical bullshit. Nate, my son, Nate looks at me, he goes, dad, he goes, that's Jeff Skinner's song. What are you talking about? It's Jeff Skinner's song. Jeff Skinner picked that song. So every time he scores a goal, that song will play. I said, what are you talking about? He goes, every player on the team, dad has a song that they've submitted breaking free. It's a musical. Did you now, last this? year was party in the USA. Did you know this? I didn't hear it. I don't listen to, it. I knew it was a bad song. They picked their own songs. I knew that. Are they? Okay. I'm just like, it's the most ridiculous song. It is the most ridiculous song. Like it just like, what is it? What is this joke? This is what you want to play for the fans. When you score 30 snipes a year, 
you want to listen to breaking free. That's going to pump up the fan base. I was literally, I was sitting there and I didn't know. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Got a high school musical song playing after Jeff Skinner scores a massive goal and the crowd is quiet. They're like, hey, giving a little clap because they're listening to a high school musical. Wrong. Guy watched him last night or watched him the other night. Back Someone sent a montage second. of his last couple games. He's just. So... You think you're going to fucking win anything with this guy? I can't stand the way he plays. His song is basically kind of the way he plays. <laughs> It's unbelievable. Uh, I love it. Okay, where, where, it. where are we going? We got three, three out of the last possible four points. <laughs> I just I can't believe that was a five-minute major the other night. This this league is so doesn't make any sense. That penalty the other night is that five-minute major. And the fact that people actually agree. I mean, if you see the one on Good Branson, that's <laughs> The guy's head gets cranked into the boards. Evander Kane. And then you got this guy who basically stops, makes a side bump of a guy, and the guy splashes his body into the boards yeah. like he just got hit by a car. Yeah. It's like it's the just... most dangerous. It's the most dangerous area of the entire game. Is a defenseman going back for a puck with a forward right on his back and depending on who the forward is, it becomes very, very dangerous. So you look at the three plays that we're talking about. You have Eric, uh, Eric uh, Robinson gets a five-minute major and a game misconduct because he hit, uh, who is it, Byron from behind or Baron from behind. And... I did not think because we were sitting what 20 rows up. I did not think it was uh worth a five minute major. If you want to give him a double roughing or something like four minutes, that's fine. But he should not have been kicked out of the game. Then you have a Vander Kane the night before. And this is what I, from what I understand, Kyla Poso was discussing with the ref. It's like, I don't understand how this guy is getting kicked out in Robinson, but the night before Evander Kane, it was way more egregious. It was way worse and he didn't get kicked out. So where's the, where's the consistency and how the refs are calling it. Then you have the worst one of all Nick cousins. He's a little rat. I'm not a fan of him at all. He knew exactly what he was doing. He had a vulnerable defenseman going back for the puck and he hit to injure. Okay. Gabranston on the play goes down was shaken, gets back up and he is looking for, he's looking for blood. Okay. What is, what does cousins do? Oh, he turtled. Someone else he got turtled. in He turtled. He was on the ground oh, that's with right. his yeah, hands yeah. over his head, turtling. Later on in the game, Gabranson, old school guy, tough as nails. That's not good enough. Let me tell you something. He's going to take things into his own hands. 
which he did, and he got him. And he pounded that little rat right to the ice because this is what happens when you are dirty. You are going to have to answer for it. What does Nick's cousins do on that one? Turtles there too. Now, Gabranson will be suspended because (laughs) as much as I loved what he did, and I think 99% of all people love what Gabranson did, if you were to see the whole scenario, but you can't have that. There's going to be consequences towards uh, Gabranson. He probably will be suspended um, for it. And, uh, you know, it'll be the best suspension that, uh, he's ever got and he'll like it. What about the play? Um, Matthew Joseph on Dylan Larkin. Uh, I mean, he's going to get suspended for a long time for that. It all started with Larkin receiving, you know, a pretty, a pretty dirty check from, from Joseph and immediately. Um, up jumps Larkin from that hit, knowing that it was a dirty hit and just absolutely smokes him with a punch, Joseph in the face. Later on, um, in, in another sequence, you had Larkin that was in front of the net. It's, it's a lot of these things were hockey plays, just being tough in front of your net. It was a, uh, it was unfortunate. There was a shot to the back of the head of Larkin. He went down awkwardly and he looked like he was out. Like he was completely knocked out in this sequence. I didn't really see something that really resembled something so dirty. Um, but it, you know, it, Larkin was hurt. He went down to the ice and right away you see Perron noticed that his captain is down motionless on the ice and who's getting up beside him was who was the kid that he hit. It's all kind of a big scramble because Perron cross checks the wrong guy in the head. Yes. Perron Perron ends up cross checking number two. I'm just watching it all right here. Perron gets knocked down by number two and then cross checks Zub in the head. But the guy, the guy who I, I can't tell who, I can't tell what happens to Dylan Larkin here. He kind of gets he gets hit from... in the back of the head, then gets in a in a bad situation. Joseph going pushed down him the in the ice. back of the head, and then number twenty seven comes in and kind of cross checks him and leans on him from the front. Yes, and it's, it's just such a weird sequence. Yes, because it yes, doesn't it look like the the Matthew Joseph thing was that egregious like it wasn't that it didn't look that dangerous it just looked like it was kind of like it looks like he shot no i don't think matthew joseph did anything he just kind of pushed him from the back he didn't hit him him in the back of the head and when you look at it i don't know where in that sequence when you go over it like why dylan larkin was was like like he was out on him in the back of the head it was more like he was leaning on him in the back of the head than it was punching him this is one of the weirdest sequences of a, of an injury that I've seen because I don't know who to blame. Well, I, I, I don't see anything crazy disturbing from the Ottawa players that are trying to box out Dylan Larkin from the front of the net, and you're going to defend 
that area in front of the net. That's just the way you do it. I don't see, I didn't see anything that was, you know, eyebrow raising. Um, it just is a really unfortunate situation where it looked like Dylan Larkin might've got hit in the back of the head, went to the ice awkwardly. And then he looked like he was completely motionless, knocked out. And from that situation, um, Perron, David Perron skated around and cross-checked in the face the player from Ottawa. And it is a very, very bad, bad cross-check. It is going to be a long suspension. It is absolutely something that you cannot have in this league. Okay. Um, and you know, David Perron is going to pay, you know, for that, for that situation. I don't know if I see any suspension though, on the play by on Dylan Larkin, unless it's, it's the Parker Kelly guy, number 27. I don't think that Joseph, I don't think Joseph does anything really bad to him there. Yeah, I agree. I've watched it over and over and over, and it's really difficult to kind of to make a, a you know a, a thought on on what exactly happened because when you break it down slowly, there's a there's a a, a minor push from a few players that where Dylan Larkin went down and he's just motionless, and you're wondering you you rewind it and you rewind it, and you just can't find where there was something that much of a, a uh, you know, a blunt blow to the head that would make him so motionless. But hopefully he, hopefully he's going to be okay. You know, it looked like he's going to have a, you know, a bit of a, a concussion and hopefully he can get back uh, as quickly as possible. Um, but I don't see anything from the Ottawa Senators, something that you it's a suspendable uh, fence. But I will say this, David Perron, he is going to have a long suspension for that cross-check to the head of the Ottawa player. And it'll be interesting to uh, to see how long that suspension will be because you just can't have that end in this league. That is something that is just, you cannot have that type of play in this league. That'll do it for after the whistle presented by Seneca Buffalo Creek casino. Nothing else comes close. Thanks for listening.